welcome back to another episode of Creating Magic. Today is May the 4th, so we're celebrating all things Star Wars. I'm Danny, And I'm Paula. And today we are here with Ian. Ian, why don't you introduce yourself and who you are and a little bit about like your socials and such? Cool. Yeah. So uh, my name is Ian. I am known... I guess known, somewhat known on uh, some social media, mostly TikTok, but also Instagram, Facebook, YouTube as the nerdiest stepdad. And that kind of came about because I, uh, in 2021, I got married, sorry, 2022. Oh my God. Uh, I got married and um, she has uh, two kids. And I am, I was just so excited. I have always wanted kids and I am, uh, I became a stepdad and it was just so, it was such a rewarding journey and a really, really cool bonus of that whole, uh, sequence of events is that they are super nerdy too. Uh, the, I have always been a nerd, mostly Star Wars nerd, um, but also Marvel and, uh, Harry Potter for a while. And the, um, and the the boy, the he's he's ten now. He is super into Star Wars and like Halo and um, uh, military themed movies and things. And uh, she, the uh, not his nine year old sister, is super into Harry Potter. So and cats, and I have two cats. So that was I had <laughs> instant instant uh, ins with both of them. And we watched Star Wars together and Marvel movies and Harry Potter and all the nerdy stuff. And so we started just making some funny videos about nerdiest stepdad. And now we do family D&D games and all kinds of nerdy stuff. And uh, we're just having a blast. Man, you are living the nerdy dream. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's like you got married, you got kids, and they're nerds. Yes. It doesn't get better than that. Like, I am so excited that Lennon kind of loves, like, Harry Potter and Jude's, like, super into The Mandalorian. He's more into uh, Grogu. He doesn't let me call him Baby Yoda anymore. Um, <laughs> but, Bro, so, like, birthday party's me, happening, right? Yes, yes, it's totally happening. Yeah. It's so great. But, uh, yeah, so, like, that for me is, like, the best part about being a nerd is, like, when your kids love the things you love. It's kind of like when you're into a sport and they love that sport. The baseball thing did not work out for us. It's very sad, but we'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to know about this too? Well, let me tell you about it. Let me tell you. Yeah. How <laughs> long do you have? Yeah. So since it is Star Wars Day, why don't you tell us like your Star Wars origin story, like how you got into it and how it's grown from there? I would love to. Um, so the earliest memory I have of Star Wars. So I, uh, I'm going to age myself. I was born in 1988. Uh, so my my dad, I think my dad more than my mom. My mom had like a special place for Star Wars, but my dad was uh, pretty into Star Wars, and he, you know, they were classics that he saw in the theaters and. Um, my earliest memory is he was like, do you want to watch this movie? And all I saw was like a picture of Yoda. And I was just in general kind of scared of monsters. So I didn't know what I was looking at. And, you know, he's old and green and wrinkly and, and creepy. And I was like, uh, I guess. And then he showed me the first one. And then I was like, oh, my God. This the is original amazing. first one or the first? Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. This was in the 90s. So this was this was. Uh, <laughs> the original episode four, um, you know, cause that, that's what, what that is. Yeah. Um, so that was episode four. And then I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. And then he showed me five and six and the whole trilogy. And from then on, I was all in. And then it was only a few minutes, a few years later that, uh, we started seeing advertisements for, uh, the origin story of Darth Vader. Like I remember the first poster I saw was just little young Anakin walking through the desert with the shadow of Darth Vader, like extending from, I remember that's iconic. And I remember thinking um, I was scared of movie theaters as a kid. And I was still scared. Like I went to see, we all went to see episode one in theaters and we liked it. It was just like, you know, there were scary parts for, for, a uh, it was a fourth or fifth grader at the time. And there were just some, you know, some action scenes that were a little scary. And I remember, uh, just, the uh, I remember being super sad when he was leaving his mom in the theater 
But then after like the, you know, the initial initial emotions wore off, I was like super into it because the pod racing was awesome. And, you know, it was it was right as George Lucas was discovering all the CGI stuff. And that was that was something. Um, and so the since then, like when episode two came out, I was obsessed. When episode three came out, I was obsessed. And that was right when all these video games started popping up, like we had Star Wars Jedi Starfighter. We had Star Wars Battlefront. Um, and it was just, it was, there was just enough out there that my brother and I could just sink into the world of Star Wars. And we did, and we never came out of it. I love that. I love it. So I want to tell you that when you said I'm dating myself here, I just want you to know <laughs> that I saw Return of the Jedi in the theater. Yay, that's so cool. Okay, I'm, like that. I'm so that jealous. Is, every time somebody's like, oh yeah, like I I have like the set and I watch and I'm like, I like actually had to, my brother went like dressed up. I went as like Princess Leia. I, I have to find those pictures. Yeah, so cool. Here, like, because my mom made the costume. My mom's a, a a seamstress, so she always made us like awesome costumes. But yeah, like I wasn't, I, I wouldn't say that I was like a huge Star Wars fan. I just loved it. Right. It's like, you can't not oh, yeah. love it. I can't imagine like my childhood without it. I was not a huge fan of like the, the, the original, you know, the, the episode one, two and three. I didn't. Oh yeah. the, the prequels. It's a little weird for me. I don't know. You know, I, I think there's, uh, there's not, not to say anything about, about, you know, dating yourself or age, age demographics yeah. or whatever, but I think there is like a, there's commonly a correlation between the age you were when you first saw it and how much you like it. Like I yeah. was super young when I saw the Ewoks and obviously I freaking love the Ewoks and I was, I was, I think I was just young enough when I saw Jar Jar not to be turned off by Jar Jar. And I didn't yeah. know any of the other, you know, there are issues. Um, I think uh, that I'm, I'm like right in that range too. Whereas like as a kid, it was like, oh, that's so cool. Like, yeah. And he was seeing CGI, yeah, you don't see goofy. it with the way you go back and you're like, wait, what did I just see? Right. It's kind and, of like now when, when you learn stuff that was yep. like, a little exactly. bit like oh you're like oh my god it's like yeah. when you I, we had this discussion before where you watch like a tv show or something like that that you're like oh my god like and i think that shows growth that to me is like as long as you can see what's wrong with it then mm -hmm. it's, yeah it's not yeah. okay but it's, you should right be able to tell what's wrong as long with as it. you can recognize it yeah and like i think that's what's important about when you watch it with your kids um it's important to like communicate that's why i like on on disney plus i like how they always like if there's something that's an issue in the movie they have this little precursor that's like mm -hmm. we left these images in and we want to tell you that we're leaving them in because we want you to talk about it and know why they're a problem and yeah. so there's that's i think that's important like when we're showing jar jar and star wars to the kids or harry potter or anything really you got to talk about the important things that are issues and um and that's that's kind of one of the one of the responsibilities of nerdy fans when you're adults and parents yeah for Definitely. sure so ian and i have known each other for quite some time I started to do the math and then it hurt my brain. So I stopped. Uh, it would have been 2004 because um, the year of Titanic wow. was, I was a senior in high school. That's why I can easily do that. Oh, okay. no, that's there the only reason. Cause it was the year I graduated high school and Titanic. I got back on stage, not as a tech for that show. Oh, because I was getting ready really for, so I know that year very specifically, um, but we haven't really talked, but then I started seeing that you were cosplaying. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, this I know. <laughs> like, this makes sense to me. I, I did follow you because you did a lot of the singing stuff. We don't like. I saw you seen your stuff, but I was like, this I can talk to him about. <laughs> the best car came up, and it was a. Uh... How is is Mando your first cosplay? Yes, uh, the first. I would say it's not, I wouldn't say it's my first costume. Like I have a few, there's a few goofy 
you know, target costumes lying around for Boba Fett and Captain America and stuff. But this is the first one where I'm like, I want to build this costume and I want to go to conventions and I want to join the 501st Legion or the Mandalorian Mercs or uh, I want to be a part of a community that is about cosplaying. This is so this is the first one. This is the first character that I have just identified with so strongly that I just want to be him all the time. So what led to that and like your decision to be go all in because it's not an easy cosplay. No, and uh especially even within the Mando Mercs community, like I'm part of some Facebook groups and it became very clear to me that I picked the most difficult one. It was like I'm getting all this all these comments and it's you can because within those groups you can do almost anything you can you can make your own mandalorian like you can design your own armor and as long as it fits within their guidelines it, it works but the for the the canon character that's the 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 requirements are so stringent it's it's fun it's uh, challenging but it's fun i'm in um, the ahsoka and the ray group oh Wait a that's second. so, so there's cool. guidelines oh I, yeah I yeah like explain rules? a little like, what like Yes, the Harry please. Potter community doesn't have this. Can you explain a little like what 501st and such is? Yeah, definitely. So I, uh, disclaimer, I am not in the 501st. I want to be in the 501st. I am familiar with their websites and their uh, re- costume reference library requirements and, and things for Mando. But you, your costume has to has to look very close to screen accurate. And that is uh, like it the... If it doesn't fit you the right way, like if it, if it's not, they're, they're accepting of all body types and things like that. But if it doesn't, if the armor is not the right size for your body, that will be a problem. If it's not like the right color, uh, like the like the flight suit, like if it's not the right type of material, if it doesn't have the right, like if the armor doesn't have this particular uh, detail on it from the episode that your left shoulder is from then that's a that's a problem because it it doesn't match with what's going on in the story so there's there's very particular details about these these costume requirements that you have to uh figure out and and you have to you have to match and you have to you have to the the idea with these groups is that they are so um, like unified and they're so when you when you see them at a convention, you know, it's them. And the way they achieve that reputation is is by having these really detailed requirements for the costume. Um, a fun story about the 501st, when they were filming The Mandalorian at the end of season one, they... Sorry, you might know this already, but I know they... it. I don't know if Paula does. I don't. I. I don't. I just. I. I just finished Mandalorian. Like, I finished it in like three weeks. Oh, so, cool. So That's I just finished it. Oh, good. That's this. This is the way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is the. the way. I'll. I'll watch it again in one week. It's that's so amazing. Uh, but at the end of season one, there's a scene with all these stormtroopers out, and they didn't have enough stormtrooper actors or costumes or something. Uh, in the area so they got in contact with their local chapter of the 501st legion and the 501st legion of that area was able to supply both people and costumes that were accurate enough to be in the show so that episode when you're watching you're not just watching like actors and and people you're watching people from yeah, yeah, cosplayers from the five hundred first Legion cool. that built costumes that were accurate enough to be in a Star in Wars series. Yeah. yeah. That's wow. why like my ray is screen bumps. accurate and like fabric gets difficult. So one of the things, the term that we use in the ray group is um fifty shades of ray, because you have to dye your own fabric <laughs> to get the right color. Yeah. And it's like always this like, okay, this one's too pink, but this one's too brown. What do I do to get it? And like you have to like with the when you submit, I haven't submitted because I'm not fully completed yet. When you submit for a ray, you have to do it in like multiple lighting variations so they can see the coloring on it because it's oh, not wow. just armor. Yeah, because it's fabric yeah, and texturing. Yeah. I actually, wow. when I was that's in London, crazy. so Ray's arm wraps are um, from a UK pharmacy 
And I did a pickup for a bunch of rays while I was in London. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> Bandages at a far- I did, I bought out a pharmacy in the UK for a bunch of Ray cosplayers. <laughs> that's, that's so awesome. amazing. So uh, sadly, I was there the day after Star Wars Celebration ended. I'm honestly surprised that no one did that exact same thing while they were in town. Like before you, like I'm surprised that oh, there was already a lot of groups. A lot oh, of them, wow. and but a lot of them weren't finding them, and I think it's because celebration was happening, so everyone was buying stock. Uh, I see. Two years, we're all going to Japan. That's what's happening. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but I had no idea that it was like that. I don't want to say that serious, but I didn't know it was that serious. Like I had like no idea. <laughs> yeah, it's it's intense <laughs> there. They're they're stringent, and I I think that the coolest the coolest part of those groups I think is the the charity events that they do. Like they do events where they they'll go to like children's hospitals, or they'll have like a I mean I, we they call it a troop. Well, they'll they'll just have like an event at like a maybe there's a there's a Star Wars half marathon that's that's popping off, and they want some some stormtroopers and bounty hunters there or something or, or regular just... parades or anyone there's yep. a huge meetup meets at megacon here there's a huge mm-hmm. 501 meetup here mm. oh. i'm shocked that's, i'm shook that's the dream i want to be there Paula to have a star wars cosplay next yes. oh my god you know me i i'm a budget cosplayer i don't know that i can i'm I'm getting you to be a hobbit. I I I, I can I settle for what one year. I'm happy yep. for one year because I got you to hobbit in. <laughs> I haven't even watched Lord of the Rings. Okay, <laughs> they had me hobbiting. That's great. We're working on it. Is your uh, is your Mandalorian complete? Um, it is complete for for me and for my social media uses. It is not yet complete for uh um submission or pre-approval photos or anything like that there's uh as you know as you get more and more into the details you start to notice more and more things that you need and so i actually ordered a there's a new belt and bandolier coming and there's a new um i have a new leather uh shin armor shin wrap coming um and there's uh, and some stuff I probably won't know until the, the first submission for approval. Uh, yeah. And then I'll, and I still haven't even settled on which era, like I could go for the, like a season two, or I could go for a book of Boba Fett, Din Djarin, um, or I could, uh, so it, it, I think it's going to end up with what my photos look like. And, and honestly, their recommendations on which, which version what I'm closest to. Yeah. Yeah, like which which requires the the fewest fixes or fewest me making or buying new parts. So wow. so when you submit, you're submitting like for a specific version of mm-hmm. there's for the 501st, I believe there's a um oh, it's been a sec since I looked, but uh there's there's a season one version before the Beskar, like before he upgrades his armor, you know, oh, with all the browns yeah. and yeah. And then there's one right after he upgrades his armor to the Beskar, but before he gets the mud horn on his shoulder. And then there's another version after he gets the mud horn on his shoulder, like a season two version. And then there's a slightly different version for when he appears in the book of Boba Fett. And so for all these different versions, it's like, well, he didn't have this weapon at this time. So you can't have that as part of your costume or, you know, he just fought the mud horn at this time. So you need the mud horn damage on your right thigh at this, if you're going for this time. So <laughs> my mind yeah, is, blo- I am like very not- specific. I yeah, just want you to very... know that now I'm going to be like looking it up and seeing what oh, you're going to be overwhelmed. Oh. When I, season three I, came out, you should have seen how closely I was watching the screen. Like, okay, what's different this season? Like, what does this look more like my armor or less like my armor? Like, why does the flight suit look purple? What's going on? Like, it's he doesn't have his pistol anymore. All oh, someone little... went to an event where they could take the pictures of it. Yeah, <laughs> they're uploaded yeah. so quickly. Yep. Um, we have a friend that's going to be doing a Bo Katan or Dragon Con. Um, I love her armor. 
So I'm I'm very curious to watch that process. I'm also trying to get her to do a crossover of a Boba Katan from, from Mary <laughs> She said she, she was she mixed up her words accidentally, and, uh, and now I'm just like, you have to be a Boba Katan now. So that's our Boba Katan. I've been. Uh, oh, what's our go ahead? No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I've I've just I've been experimenting with ideas because Captain America is my other favorite character, and I've been experimenting with ideas how I can. I've taken some photos with with the the Mando costume holding the the shield, or I have a little tesseract that glows in the dark, and I've been messing with ideas of stuff like that. Or the the Nerf bullets fit like right in the the belt there, and it's kind of funny. That would be fun. <laughs> My favorite one at a Star Wars celebration that I saw is someone did a Buzz Lightyear Stormtrooper. Ooh. Oh, I, love I was like, that, that is I'd so look good. at that. So I, I like the crossovers. There's a trend uh, that I've seen some people decorate their Boba Fett armor like it's a Boba tea. Like it's a, <laughs> oh, like it's a bubble funny. tea. But yeah, those are always really, really cute. But those people aren't like on the official official. No, 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 no. Those you're you're definitely not allowed to have any like cross crossovers fit. like that. I, in the... I probably fit in that group. Okay, cool. Oh, oh there's... there are variations though, because there is a whole dark ray that can get approved. Really? You can get approved as from, dark ray from like the flashback in Rise of Skywalker or whatever. Her her little force um, vision. Yeah, it's the on the ship with her and Kylo. Yeah, okay, you can cool. Go dark ray. Oh, scary. Scary scene. <laughs> it's creepy. The sharp teeth got me. I was like, oh. <laughs> So you've been doing family DD. Let's talk a little mm-hmm. about that. Because for one, DD is something I have always been interested in. I just have never been in the right setting. Um, we will be doing a DD episode in the future with our friend Sarah, the buff Hufflepuff. Ooh, awesome. She is a huge D&D fan, and most yeah, of my great. context and knowledge comes from her or Stranger Things. Oh, cool. Uh, that I is what I know about think, D&D. Yeah, I <laughs> actually do Stranger think uh, Stranger Things has has contributed massively to a, a resurgence in popularity of D&D. Um, and then the Disney cartoon. Um, why did I blank on the name? The one with the blue guy and the half-invisible dad. <laughs> Oh, oh um, um, onward! Uh, yeah, onward. onward. Yes, I know that one because the main character's name is Ian. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Um, yeah, speaking of movies that'll make me cry. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, uh, but they yeah. So D and I wish I had uh, known about it when I was younger. I think there were there were kids that I, I didn't know very well that, that played, and I wish I had been part of those. I wish I had like asked and tried to get into into those circles and learned how to play. But it's so it's just so cool. I would say the main the main difference between D and D and other games is that there's not really a limit to what you can do. You are on an adventure and you like the, the, the dungeon master game master presents you with situations and you have spells and you have combat and you have attacks and you have, you know, skills and specialties. You have this whole character sheet that tells you all that. Um, but you are able to just do what you want. If you want to go check out a building over there, you can go check out a building over there. If you want to go like, investigate what's behind this tree you can do that if you want to like you're 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 presented with problems or challenges or or enemies or opponents and you just kind of do the there's no limit or there's not there there are rules but it's always up I was gonna to say the, is it like the rules are there are no rules <laughs> kind of like depending on your on your dungeon master yeah like he has he or she like they'll have a path for you and they'll have a story for you but the way that you make it through that story is completely up to you and your party and so and you you'll roll dice and and like if you roll high enough you have successes or failures um but it's not like it's not as limited as most board games, if that makes sense. Like most board games, I feel like there are these three things that you can do on your turn. And you, 
with D&D, you're just adventuring in combat. There are turns, but there's not really turns outside of that. You're just adventuring, you're investigating, you're finding things, you're meeting people that your DM is making up, you're finding towns like and there are pre-made adventures for you that your that your your dungeon master can use or you can just completely make it up. I am making up a story as I go for our family D&D because I wanted them to uh, kind of get interested in the game on their own. So instead of having them like build a character like along the lines of or along the guidelines of of normal D&D, I just had them like invent a character. Use completely use your imagination. She the the 9-year-old girl picked a half cat, half mermaid. That was interesting and challenging and the 10-year-old boy just picked a, a specific type of stormtrooper. So already we have Star Wars in this D&D game. Um and uh my wife was like I'll be an elf and I was like I, I can do that. That's I I know that. That's in D&D. I know I know what we're doing with that. Um and so I just crafted like a a D&D adventure for them and I react like I have ideas but I react off of what they do and I had I had them like go through a little magical portal into like a Star Wars universe for a little bit and the the 10 year old boy was super excited about that and then like right now we're um they're not listening right we're they're they're underwater and they're about to do a rescue mission and fight a big underwater boss and I know they're in bed. They, 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 they shouldn't be able to hear this. Yeah. So if he's listening through the floor, you heard nothing. <laughs> and you have the baby in the game too, right? Yes. So that was pretty fun. I didn't even think of, of putting her into the game. Sorry. We have a three month old. I don't remember if I said that at the beginning, but yeah. Uh, and uh, one of the kids one time was like, "Oh, we should get we should get the baby into the game." And I was like, "I never thought of that." Yes, we're doing that. And yeah. for a little bit, I was like, "Why? How? How are we going to put this baby in the game?" Because I didn't want them to have to worry about protecting the baby in battle, right? So yeah. what I did was I made the baby Jack Jack, and the baby has all these superpowers. I roll a d10, and whatever it lands on. Uh, that is the superpower that the baby chooses for that battle. Sometimes it helps. Sometimes it hurts. Uh, it's not really, I don't, I don't make the baby really like strong or weak in combat. She just kind of bounces around as a distraction. It's, it's more, it's more fun than anything else. Baby's going to be in kindergarten and be like, I've been playing D and D for five years. <laughs> I know. Well, I started I at telling- three months. You don't even know, Dean. I was doing this before I could talk. Yeah. I couldn't even hold my own bottle, but I was playing D&D. <laughs> I love that. I beat more bosses than you, and I can't even play video games. So, so do you think that it would be easy to teach kids to play? Like, like I've never played, right? But if I wanted to try to go that route, do you think it would be something easy or probably not i i think uh i think it's definitely doable um it's it's intimidating at first the i think the key is to understand enough of it yourself first and right there's there's easy ways to do that there's there's a few youtube videos that are are great that are good at really just explaining the basics of the game without getting into because there's whole books written on on Dungeons and Dragons and and creatures and strategies and spells and things, but you don't need to know all of that right away. So right. the the first the key is to just learn enough for yourself, and then um, you can simplify everything when you're when you're teaching kids. Um, you can like Monopoly is banned here. So. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I I would say that it is a hundred percent easier to teach kids D and D than it is Monopoly. <laughs> the, Monopoly I love Monopoly, but it's right. Well, like, well, think about how you would you would probably simplify Monopoly, right? If you're if you're right, trying, yeah. and so like you can do that with D and D. There's no D and D police, hopefully, that are going to come into your house and and tell you that they're that you're, you're doing it wrong. No, it's you're just make up your own rules for now, like make it simple enough and fun enough for the kids to understand and, and grasp and, and be excited about. 
And then like, as they get older, you can add in more of like the, the dice rolling and the math and the spell slots and picking cantrips and things and, and, and advanced character stuff. Even help cool. the kids with math skills. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they know they know now what roll with advantage means, which is like you roll two dice and take the higher one. They know like uh, if I say roll for whatever skill they have, they know that that means to roll a d twenty and then add their like skill modifier onto their number at the end. So it just gets them to sneaky practice some addition real quick. I like it. <laughs> Sounds like something up your kiddo's alley that's not attached to a video game. Like, yeah. I feel like <laughs> Jude may enjoy that. Yeah, Jude, I think Jude would be the most most likely to enjoy something like that. He's the oldest one. Yeah, I think if you can get a... If you can find a way to let them have a little bit of free reign with imagination, it's the perfect game for them to just go crazy and you have to you'll have to you'll have to shape them and and guide them a little bit along the story but they'll uh in my experience like with with right. uh my stepkids they uh as if if you can get them on a roll they're excited to like be a character where they can decide what they do in the story I like it i'm in i'm ready <laughs> i'll send you some youtube videos all right excited to see this happen i have a question for you so i'm new a new mando girl okay yes i so i watched obviously i just watched it like i had to wait for the last episode to come out um because i had finished everything up to up to then okay i cried so much at the end of season two Okay. And then at the beginning of season one, he was just back. And I was like, what happened? Oh, okay. So <laughs> you used my tears like this? <laughs> this is very common. Destroyed. Very common. You all you had to do was watch the book of Boba Fett. That is what someone told me, and I just yep. started it. So now there but I was is, like, Yeah. What? <laughs> So, I mean, I wasted those tears for nothing. Yeah, no, you. I was so, destroyed. Okay, destroyed. Oh, yeah. No, rightfully so. That was uh, that was very emotional. I actually had the ending to that spoiled for me in a Discord group. Somebody, uh, you know how. Uh, you know what? There's no spoilers now, right? For season two, it's fine. No you know how Luke it's comes in? It's a Star in? Wars episode. Everyone should know right. what they're getting it's, into. But yeah. It was years ago. Okay. Uh, so, you know how Luke comes in in his X-Wing and saves the day? Somebody just typed in a Discord that wasn't a... It wasn't a, like a spoiler thread or anything like that. Just a public... I, it was a Discord where I happened to have notifications on. And the message just said, Luke! So... The, like on the morning that that thing came out and I was sitting at work like okay I guess Luke is in this episode I great neat so Thanks. and of course it's like the very end it's not like he shows up at the beginning and more exciting stuff happens. no I'm just sitting there knowing Luke's gonna show up Luke's gonna show up Luke's gonna show up so, so you're just waiting for it you're like okay yes. when's it gonna happen and Let then when just... it happens it was like that less special for me and I was so annoyed I think that's the hardest part about like socials and like watching anything is that like almost (laughs) it's very hard not to get something spoiled. Star Trek Picard days, I didn't get on social media until I watched the episode. Oh, I put my phone like I I put I literally delete my Facebook app so I don't accidentally click it. (laughs) Uh, And I I make sure nothing else, uh, nothing has (laughs) notifications that, that can pop up. And I keep my phone in my pocket as long as much as I can, like if unless I need it for work or something, but I keep my phone away from me and I do not look at screens that day until I'm in front of my TV watching <gasps> that Disney Plus. <laughs> it's hard. It is. And you don't realize it because you like grab it so many times. Like yeah. um, my friend Russell during one of the big reveals in the Star Trek series. He's like, I, I, I've been avoiding everything and just out of habit, I just opened Twitter. 
He's like, first thing nope, I saw. Never. Oh, and he's like, her- he's like, I didn't think about it. I just like naturally was on a break, picked up my phone, hit the button, and yep. Turning off Twitter notifications was probably the the best thing that I've ever done for for that particular yeah. issue. I the, my my brother had some stuff even this season in in Mandalorian had some stuff spoiled that uh, just just from Twitter just notification like you know it just pops up like shows you like oh you probably care about this person's tweeting and then that person yeah. tweeted like who just appeared in Mandalorian. So, so how did you feel about the end of season three? Because I felt so I'm gonna tell you how I feel first. Okay, I felt like it was after the way that the second season ended. I felt like. Eh. i i think i felt um so it's hard to separate like my expectations from uh the internet the internet's massive expectations sometimes um i was satisfied i i did expect someone we like to die i thought that maybe it was the armor maybe it was bo-katan I, I didn't really think it was going to be Mando or Grogu, but I I yeah. was I was expecting some uh, more of an emotional upheaval. It didn't it didn't mean I didn't like it. I was just that was I was ready for for that to happen. Um, and I'm I'm glad it didn't. I don't want to be mourning anybody. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, but especially so with Star Wars Celebration happening, like what the week of the last I, I thought maybe that that meant they were gonna just show thrawn a little bit in there just so like one shot like maybe he comes in at the end and kills gideon or something um so i i i don't want to use the word disappointed because i wasn't i wasn't disappointed right. with the finale it was just that there were some things that i thought maybe we'll see this exciting thing maybe we'll see this exciting thing and we didn't and that's fine. We'll probably see yeah. it in Ahsoka or or down the road or something. It was just like I was wrong. And what I wasn't wrong about was the armor. Everyone was like, "She's the spy. She's the spy." And I was like, "You are overthinking this massively. She's not the spy." And she wasn't I, the spy. I was thinking it too. I was like, "Oh, it's <laughs> she's she's a bad guy." <laughs> no, I I couldn't I could not see that happening since the like her roles in the beginning. Uh, I could do a whole different podcast about yeah that uh, also thing, the way the second season ended i didn't realize i guess like timeline wise either i didn't pay attention or i didn't catch on but when i saw luke i was like when is all this happening <laughs> yeah like, what what where am i because i when i saw him at first I was like oh this is like this is young luke this is not like mm-hmm. i was like what and I was just, and then I went on the internet and I was like, <laughs> yeah, there's, there are some very helpful charts where it's like, this is exactly when in the timeline, all these things happen. Yeah. yeah. It was definitely more interesting than like Marvel. For me, Marvel, I tried. I really, <laughs> I really tried. I tried, but I was, I even tried to like watch them like in, in the order. And I was like, this, this is not for me. Oh, okay. It's not for me. It's not. <laughs> I, I won't. I won't show you my Marvel hoodie then. Don't, don't look at that. No, it's fine. I, I don't hate it. It's not. It's not Cedric Diggory. So <laughs> you're good. Uh, so sorry. Oh, Paula. On so, a scale from Mandalore, from from Pedro to Cedric, it's not Cedric. You're good. I love this new scale. It's my favorite thing. So, as it is Star Wars Day that this episode will release, and we'll most likely get a ton of announcements, hopefully, or some spoilers, or trailers. Let's get some trailers. Yeah, agreed. What are you excited for that's coming out? Uh, The most exciting thing to me that's coming up is Ahsoka. Uh, I, watching the animated, the the Clone Wars, um, I like most of everyone else in the fandom fell in love with Ahsoka as a character. She just has over the course of all those seasons, she has so much depth. And even though she uh, eventually, you know, separated herself from, from the Jedi order, as we knew it, then she never really 
separate herself from the fight against evil in whatever forms it's taking. If it's the separatists or the, the empire or the, the first order thrown, whatever she is always, she's always like, all right, are we fighting that? Like it's through rebels, through Mandalorian, like her popping up as the legendary Rosario Dawson in the Mandalorian episode and asking for Thrawn was just like that. Uh, the idea of seeing both Ahsoka and Thrawn and the cast of the rebels, uh, the rebels crew is by far the most exciting for me. Um, I am also, uh, I'll, I'll list. I, I also am excited to see um, that film that was announced uh, for the Ray movie, the uh, the Ray with the new Jedi order. Um, the sequels get so much hate and I really, I hate the hate. And like, it, it's just a, it's a vicious cycle. Like the prequels got the same hate and now everybody loves them. Like uh, the, and, and it's eventually going to turn around, I hope too, but they, they got so much hate for not valid reasons. Like people, people hide their, um, a lot of it is misogyny, um, racism. A lot of people hide their, a lot of so-called Star Wars fans can't wait to tell you how much they hate Star Wars. And it's just like, you know, if a show or like one, one series, one movie is not what you like, don't go onto the internet and onto those fandom pages of the people that like it just to shout at them how much you hate it. That's just filling the entire fandom with negativity that does not need to be there. And I hate that, that Daisy Ridley and lots of the cast of the, the sequel trilogy had to deal with so much of that trashy nonsense media because of they that. had to. Yeah. I remember Daisy really had to delete Instagram. Right. And, and um, the girl uh, who played Rose yeah uh kelly marie tran i think yes yes um and yeah and even like um john boyega had had some issues uh and that like it sucks that that people are that awful to them for 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 not even close to valid reasons and the fact that not only is disney ignoring all of that just vicious spewing hatred uh but doubling down and being like yeah we don't care about this this is this is what happened and we're making more movies about it to move on the story that happened so deal with it um and and so i am glad that that's happening i'm glad i'm glad that we get to see what happens with ray because that's a that's an era of star wars that we don't we don't know yet we don't know what's excited for more ray content I know. So of course you are as the Ray cosplayer. <laughs> like, what are what are her new outfits going to be like? Like what's her what's her Jedi Master Ray going to look like? I I got her saber. I have her saber. It's I think it's in the Oh, that's here. so great. The gold so, one? Yep. Awesome. The tungsten. Yes. That's so I cool. Her, I have her saber now, but I have the dark saber, but I don't know what to do with it now. If I want to make it accurate, I got to like break it or something. Break it. I mean, no. What <laughs> have you have you finished the Mandalorian? Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh, okay. I was like, did I just? You were like, oh. oh no! No, yeah, no. Don't worry. You're okay. Right. Yeah, I'm so I'm excited for Ahsoka. I'm excited for Ray. Um, I would love if somewhere along the lines I get more Dio content because if there's one character that I love above all other characters in Star Wars, it's Dio. Hold on, who's Dio? You got a socially me. awkward droid. Oh, the one who's like, no, thank you, no, yes. thank you. That one. Okay, um, yeah. I like. I you would expect based on the fact that my office is all Harry Potter, you would expect me to have Harry Potter Legos. You can't see it because it's on this wall. I have two droid Lego sets, and they're my only Legos. Oh, okay. So the yeah, it's just two right now. The Star Wars Lego world is is pretty freaking awesome. I have to say, I want that ATAT Walker 
that you know that nine hundred dollar monstrosity. I want that more than a lot of things. It might happen eventually. Can't do it right now. Cosplay is too expensive. But the yeah, and yeah. space is limited. Uh, I think yeah. Lola is going to be my next Lego set. I think I'm going to just stick with the droids. Oh, I do Legos. love Lola. All right, Paula, are you excited for any Star Star Wars? Sorry, I like both. No, I saw those. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't do Star Trek. Like, I mean, I did when I was younger because my parents used to watch it. But like, what I know about Star Trek is William Shatner. Star Trek <laughs> episode incoming in June when Strange New World season two comes out. Ooh. <laughs> I'll play. Uh, no, I'm, I'm excited uh, for Ahsoka as well. Um, I like I said, I didn't. I should have watched the book of Boba Fett. People told me after it was. I wasn't telling people that I was watching it. I was secretly watching it for the wrong reasons. But, um, and then I found out that it's not even him in the suit. So it's fine because it was good anyway. Um, If you mean that the reasons were Pedro Pascal, that is absolutely not the wrong reasons. Right? That's what my boss said too. My boss was like, that is absolutely the right reason. I just started rewatching Narcos. Uh, I had already seen Narcos, but I started rewatching it because... You know, I'm pretty sure Paula just went on the IMDb page and is watching everything. I did. I did watch. uh, What is it? We can be heroes. I watched it twice on Saturday. (laughs) You know, what's funny is the kids absolutely love that movie. And every single time we watch it, I always forget that he's in there. And then he shows up. Two big Star Wars stars are in there. Yep. And every single time, I'm like, oh, it's a, I forgot. <laughs> every single time. I started watching Narcos again, and then I never realized, it never hit me before. I'm I'm Hispanic, so the Spanish in Narcos is so bad. Oh, no. Like, Pablo Escobar could barely speak Spanish. <laughs> and that is like, but literally the best Spanish speaker in this entire show is Pedro Pascal. That I was like, of course he is. He's perfect. He's <laughs> greatest man alive. Greatest man alive. You can do. You... He can do. People, I, I, people are unfollowing me. I'm pretty sure because of my Pedro content, but I don't even care. <laughs> I, you don't want those people. That's well, but not... the thing is, people are unfollowing you, and then other people are going to be following you because of yeah. it. Exactly, exactly. So now I'm like, kind of like switching between like Harry Potter and. It's not. It's not even Mandalorian. It's it's Pedro. <laughs> I like, like I like Harry Potter. I like Star Trek. I like uh, Pedro I Pascal. Like, I even like, exactly in my profile. It's the profile name has changed. Pedro is now in like the like. If you look her up, it's like oh, Paula, no. Harry Potter Pedro. Like yeah. That's great. He's moving up the ranks. So and then every day when I log in, people have sent me like. Is the most interaction I've had, <laughs> like in my DMs. You're people great. send me videos. If only your and, engagement counted your DMs, right? If they counted my DMs, I'd be like viral. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, that's Pedro. Pedro's where it's at. Right, Ian, is there anything else you would like to share? Um, I I don't think so. We covered all the all the stuff that I was going to talk about. I think. Yeah. Uh, why don't you share your social media and where we can find you? Oh yeah. Okay. So uh, it's um, it's all variations of nerdiest stepdad. Um, I think on TikTok it's nerdiest underscore stepdad. Um, Instagram is just nerdiest stepdad, and then both YouTube and Facebook. If you just search uh, the nerdiest stepdad, like with spaces and just just normal typing, uh, I should pop up. Um, and it's all mostly the same like short form reels and stuff but on youtube and facebook we just we actually just put up our first like family D session recap it's like longer and we we feel like famous youtubers we're like downstairs talking about the adventure into the camera and stuff and i i got all fancy with editing it on premiere and everything so that was that was fun we're gonna try and make that a series that's how I'm going to get my kids. Yeah. To, yes. That's how I, that I can get my kids is, to do anything if I show it to them on YouTube first. Yeah, that is totally. And then Lennon will be like, will "When are we you. making our video? When, when are yes. we making our video?" <laughs> oh, you got to play the game first. I don't know what to tell you. And then Paula, where can we find you? 
you can find me at Unconceivable. You can find me on TikTok, Instagram, and on Twitch. And I'll be, well, I'm going to start streaming again on Twitch. I, I took a little break, but. I will have Hogwarts Legacy as of the day this releases. Finally. I need to. Finally. <laughs> I really need to give in and just get a PS5. That's really. What at this out. point, why? You're already. Because well, I also can't play the new Star Wars game because it released on five. Oh, just five? Not PS4? Mm-hmm. You can't get oh, it on four. God. I heard that you should not get it on PC either. I heard there's a lot of issues. For um, I can't playing make that playability. Well, I also don't have a PC. I have a Max. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Well, I can't even go, go there. So. Problem solved. Because that's what everyone be like, well, just get on PC. I'm like, I have a Mac. Yeah, that will <laughs> that not help, help me. Nope. <laughs> no, and I feel like PC, if you're getting like a gaming PC, that's expensive. That's not, it's cheaper oh, yeah. to get a PS5. Yeah. Like, just go buy your PS5. And especially if you're not like a real gamer, like, I don't even have a PS5. My son has a PS5 and he lets me play. <laughs> At night, I I can only play at this time because he's sleeping. So, mm-hmm. I love when he tells you you can't play it. He's like, "No, you cannot play." Are you playing when I'm at school? And I was like, "No." Wait, so you're all right? So this is this is good. Are you telling me that I can be encouraged that one day I will have energy to play after bedtime? Is that what you're saying? Oh, I mean that. I mean you're so you have a three month old. So in a little while, you will. And you'll start to realize that at night when they are sleeping is the only time you'll have by yourself. So <laughs> your, your stepkids probably don't follow you into the bathroom, but <laughs> not usually the, no. the one, the small one will 100% follow you to the bathroom. Yeah. You will have zero privacy. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I, I'm a huge night owl. I don't sleep. I, <laughs> That, like now I'll jump on Twitch yeah. and I'll probably be on until like twelve thirty. Awesome. So, and then you can find me at Mandrakes and Mischief and the podcast at Creating Magic Podcast. And until next time, keep creating. This is the way. This is the way. Wow.